Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey, and welcome back to this week's podcast. Can you believe it? Episode 94. Who would have thought? I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought I would get this far when we started these podcasts, but geez, I love them. I really just love sitting down and dedicating time to talk to you. Hopefully, last week in episode 93, you listened to part of um, module two of my Restore Me program, and you could get some idea as to what we're dealing with in the program. But this week is a continuation of that recording that goes into the program and the Restore Me, that, that module two is Unknown Me. It's really about getting to understand why you make the decisions and the choices that you do because sometimes we just get so used to becoming who we are that we don't fully understand that it's not who we are meant to be you know it just becomes such a habit that it's so ingrained that we keep doing the things that we've been doing for so long not realizing we don't need to do them anymore you know we don't need to do them it's a choice And when we change our choices and we change who we're being, because you've often heard about me talking about who we're being and our identity, then what happens is our life changes around us and it can change so rapidly. It, It can be inspiring, but some simple techniques and tools can make all the difference to your life and who you want to become because The world is such a small place now. Think about it. You know, we can touch in this podcast. It goes to America, to to Russia, to China, to, you know, the UK, New Zealand, Canada. Oh, everywhere. And um, I can talk to you wherever you are in the world. The world's such a small place. And the world needs us. You know, if we all got together and just did the right thing, Can you imagine how wonderful this place would be? So by me sharing the little bit that I do, hopefully it makes your life just that bit better. You take away just a little bit, maybe just enough to make a tiny difference for you. And when you build on that tiny difference, it's like a ripple in the ocean when you throw a stone in. And the ripple just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you are meant for so much. You know, life is so grand. You just have to make sure that you're making the right choices. And the tools are out there. You've just got to go and search for them. And in this episode, I actually talk about the simple definition of unhappiness. And it's so simple that people, in a lot of cases, miss it. I hope you really, really enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it. And I think we're going to launch again 
January with the Restore Me uh, program. And the, oh, look, the people that are in there at the moment, it's so inspiring. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Like last night, we did one of our Q&As and they are getting such transformation that it is amazing. Like they're just putting some of the skills in place simply in conversations at work. And we're only up to module two. Imagine what's going to happen by the time we're finished module five. So enjoy, have a great day, whatever you're doing. And just know if you need help and support, I am here for you. You know, I'm an email away. I'm a messenger, Facebook message away. I'm, you know, you can contact me on my website. I'm here to help and support you if you are lost and you don't know what to do. All right, my darlings, have a great day. And remember, you were needed in this world and I hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast. Okay, I want to share a tool with you here that is something that I learned from my mentor and it's made a huge impact on my life. And it's just a couple of questions that will help you gain more clarity and get you out of the anger or the sadness or any of the negative emotions. And it's a process that you can use anywhere in life. Now, we're all human and it's easy to move out of love and into negative emotions when we're in conflict. So what I've learned was any time that I was angry, I would say, what am I angry about? So the first question is, what am I angry about? What most of us do is we experience anger and then we get reactive. So we look at what am I angry about? So you acknowledge the anger because it's an emotion. And then most of us, again, just react. But how about this? What if you took the time to write it down and to acknowledge what's going on? And when you take the time to analytically contemplate the anger and ponder that for a couple of moments, again, asking yourself, what am I angry about? Then pondering it for a couple more moments and then ask yourself another question. And the question is, is this really what I am angry about? And many times what we think we're angry about is actually just a smokescreen for something much deeper that we're not admitting to ourselves or not wanting to share. We're not communicating or letting things build up. So for example, you may be angry over your ex saying something negative about their kids, not being ready when they they turn up to pick them up. And you take it to heart. And then it looks like you're angry about that. But it's not. It's not that you hold a, a story at a deep level that your partner thinks that you're a bad mother or father. So you notice how the deep lack of communication is that you're a bad parent when actually he or she's just maybe running late for another appointment. And we think we're angry because of the comment that they've made, but we're not angry because of that. We're angry because we have this story that we've made up that maybe my ex thinks I'm a bad parent. Now, is that true? Could be true. And yet it's not always true. And what I've learned over the years is any time that we're angry, We're angry for one of the following reasons. And it could be one of these, that we think something has been done to us, something has been taken away from us, or we are not getting something that we think we deserve. Consider this. Notice every time you've been angry, for example, 
It can be even another emotion. It's because you're not getting something that you think you want, you deserve, or you should have, or the world is not working in the same way that you think the world should be working. And also what we do is we get angry because we think we're deprived of something or somebody is not doing something that we think that they should be doing. And let me show you just a quick way here to dissolve an argument. If your ex is angry with you and you just want to calm everything down, and it may be a little bit difficult depending on what your relationship currently looks like, but one of the easiest ways to dissolve or deflate anger in someone is to say, what is it that you need from me? And that question just takes everything. It throws a bucket of water over a fire because the only reason they're angry is that they feel like they're not getting something from you. Okay, so let's just recap the questions and we'll keep going. So when you're angry, ask yourself, what am I angry about? The first question is, what am I angry about? The second question Is this really what I'm angry about? Now, the next question is, what does it mean that I'm not getting X, Y, and Z? Now, for you, what I'm saying here is that what does it mean to you when you ask yourself, what story am I telling myself? What's the meaning I'm giving to that? I'm not getting X, Y, Z. And you could say, for example, your mother... Oh, when your mother does X, Y, Z, I'm not getting the respect that I think I deserve from her. And then what I'd look at is what's the story behind respect? I mean, who says she has no respect? You have some meaning, some story that my mother must respect me. Now I'll give you an example. Your kids, and I don't mean toddlers, but your teenage kids, or maybe your ex-husband or your ex-wife or your partner, whoever, if they're not doing something like leaving dirty dishes on the counter or whatever, and you get angry about that, and you tell them, don't put the dirty dishes there, put them away, or their toys or their clothes or whatever it is in your life, then notice what you immediately do, or most of you, you get angry. And then you go into your story about how You're not getting something. They don't respect me. They don't appreciate my time. They don't love me. They don't care. I'm overworked. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And at the point is the next question. What does my story say about me? So consider that. So what does my story say about me? Now let's just recap again and it's important. Write this down. Question one. If you're angry and this is is a prevalent emotion, That's why I covered here in number one, what am I angry about? Number two, ask yourself, is it really what I'm angry about? Because it could be an underlying issue. You might think it's something, but it's actually something else. Question three, what is it that I'm not getting? Which is the reason you're really angry? Number four, what does it mean? What story am I giving it? Am I telling myself about not getting blank? Whatever it is that you want. Then the next question is, what does my story say about me? Now, 
What it says about many of you, and me included at a time in my past, is that you have some expectation of the world. And when your expectation is not met, then boom, it's like a two before between the eyes. So you think about what makes you angry and then you recognize if you hold these stories about that thing, you're going to get angry for the rest of your life because people are volatile when you're talking about highest values or your stories about the way people should be or the way they shouldn't be and you're pushing those expectations onto that person. Now the next is unhappiness. And what do you think causes unhappiness in people? So I'm going to share with you what it is. And it's so simple that you've probably missed it. And happiness is the space between where you are in life and where you want to be. Let me say it again. Happiness is the space between where you are in life and where you should be or want to be. And then the easiest way to explain this is we have like the spirit in two places oh I thought I would be happily married and looking forward to a future of love adventure making memories and I'm not getting ahead I'm not I'm you know I'm now going backwards in life my life should be xyz and then we tell ourselves these illusions well if my life were xyz then I would be happy Now, there's no certainty around that. That's just something that we're thinking in our head. It's an illusion. There's no proof that that would happen. And it's such a broken strategy because we're setting ourselves up for not being happy right now. And there's always in that kind of thinking, always a point A and always a point B. And we keep finding ourselves at point A, wanting to go to point B. And then once we get to point B, guess what we do? We create a new point A and we're working towards something all of the time. And so can you see how that's a broken strategy? Because you can never be happy. And because of our stories underlying this, I have I need to have blank or I have to keep up with such and such or I have to progress in my life and I have to do this. We just never get there. So the takeaway here is unhappiness is the space between where you are and where you should be or want to be. And there's no doubt that you've got to let go. If you want to create, you know, well-being and peace internally, you've just got to let go. So the essence of this week is everything comes from your ways of being and your ways of being are fundamentally affected by your stories and your identity. Now I'm going to cover this in detail because it's in the homework, but it goes back to be, do, have, and you have to look at who and how I am. You know, am I being? Because as I had in the PDF, your being is the genesis of all of your creation. And if you want more in life, you have to be more in life. That's why this entire program is built upon the premise of restoring you. And you're like, why the unhappiness? Why am I not better off in life? Notice the story. You're not happy where you are. And you have all these stories around why you should be somewhere else. And you're not accepting that you are where you are, wherever you are right now in life. You've made the choices 
to be where you are. And I know that may hurt some of you, but it's the truth because if we want to repair, we've got to first shine the light on what's not working so we can fix it. And I'll be honest, whether you agree or you disagree, it doesn't matter. Just have a look at it. And the reality is that many of us, we don't like where we are. And then we're mad or we're sad about it. Yet, we're the ones who made the choices to get us where we are right now. Because every choice that you've executed on or every choice that you've made, it's created something for you. It's created something and that something is you and your tomorrow. So this is a, a key thought, especially this week. All creating, we're all creators and what we're creating or not creating is a reflection of the way you're being. So let me ask you, what do you think you're going to create from being negative? Yes, that's correct, more negativity. Now flip that and look at the people in your life who are being 100% responsible for their life. Maybe there's no one, maybe there's someone, but try and picture them. Who in your life is 100% responsible for their life? So the takeaway here is what you have in life is because you are being that person. What you have in your life is a 100% correspondence to the way you're being. And until you're changing the way you're being, you're not going to change the outcome that you want. The stories, what are the stories about change and transformation? And and you're saying, I can't make any decisions. I don't know the answers. I just can't do this. I am not ready to move on. Have you considered that it's the way that you're being that's preventing you from getting the change and the transformation that you're striving for in your life? So consider that because that's literally the foundation of your entire life. So what I want you to ask right now is what is the most empowering story that you can tell yourself about your future and your life right now? Ponder that. What's the most empowering story that I can tell myself about living in transformation? I also want to point out it doesn't matter whether it's true or not because where you're going to get to a little later in our time together you're going to start to identify right now is what is the most empowering story that I can tell myself that will actually get me the transformation that I want. Because the more that I tell myself the story, the more I become that, the more I believe that, the more that it affects the outcomes of my life very quickly, seriously, about your identity. Because identity is basically a state of being, of who and what you are. So you have to look at everything. You have to look at your life right now because it's a reflection of your identity. Who have you learned to become? Now, I want to talk to you very quickly about alter egos as well. And you want an alter ego, which is a person you're becoming. Now, for me, and we spoke about this last week, it's the woman with the red lipstick. She's fearless, she's driven, yet loving. She's ready to take on the world on behalf of her clients. She's energetic and powerful, and she's here to make a difference. And I'm inspiring you to be that way. I want you to look at your identity. I'm often talking to myself, what would that person do? And 
I'm always looking at how I can elevate and transform and grow myself to the place that I can be as she is. And every time I put on the red lipstick, I say to myself, this is me because I have to compose in my mind what it means when I say this because to me that means being kind and loving, compassionate, patient and also want to point out that I am of this world just like you and I'm learning my lessons just like you. And I was once told that one of my biggest limitations is that I have expectations of people. And when people don't do what I think they should do, then I get angry. And I don't know, I get bent out of shape and I get frustrated and all these kinds of things. Why? Because the world doesn't meet my expectations. And there's also a matter of self-integrity for other people, which is nothing at all to do with me. Now, what I mean by that If your ex-husband, your wife, your kid, your mother, whoever, and they say they're going to do something and they don't, well, that's their self-integrity, not yours. But you have all these expectations and stories and then they don't meet your story and you get angry. And why? Because back to what we were talking about before, you're not getting something. And I used to be that very same person. I would get all bent out of shape because I wasn't getting something. Now, mine was like some of my values, my highest values, which we're going, we're going to go into quickly, but it's how we treat people as well. We need to be kind. When we borrow something, we need to give it back in better condition than when we got it. We need to be respectful of people, all these kinds of things. Be polite, be courteous. These are all values that I've learned as a kid, and many years ago, it you know, it was I would get frustrated when they weren't lived by, when my values weren't met. And that's me setting unnecessary expectations on people. And then when they don't meet my expectations, guess what? I get angry or I did get angry. I've learned to outgrow this. And as you can plainly see now, using myself as an example, this is completely nonsensical. If you get angry when people don't meet your expectations, you're going to spend your entire lifetime angry. Yet I can always do better and I don't mean perfect, just I can do better than I did yesterday or the day before and every day I just need to try harder. So I use red lipstick as a reminder and I want you to look at what it is that could be the most powerful identity that I could hold. Because your identity creates your outcomes, as you've just learned. All right. What I want you to think about right now is what identity would create the outcomes that I want in life. Now, I'm going to wrap up here, but there's something I heard many years ago. And this is how, or this has always stuck with me, really. The one sentence is, and this is the surest way to create your identity that you want. And the phrase is, see things as you want them to be, not as they are. I'll say it again. See things as you want them to be, not as they are. But for now, I want you to start thinking about seeing things as you want them to be, not as they are, because when you see things as you want them to be, you start to become that identity. I just 
was thinking as I was going through here and sharing all of this with you is one of my main identities. We have many. Nobody has just one. We have an identity at work and we have an identity at home. You know, we have many different identities. But what I want you to look at is your predominant identities. One of the identities that I hold, in, especially in this program, and I would say it's, prom- it's a prominent identity, is that I'm here 100% to be a servant to you. And when I work from that place, I become that person. It's important for me to be patient and compassionate and whatever else you need. But that's what I need to do because I'm the servant to you guys and that's where I work from. And when I work from that place, I show up, I do what I need to do as best as I can to help you. So let's just wrap up with this question. What would be the prominent identity the highest identity, the most powerful identity of what it is that you're working on right now in your life that would be the identity of the person that you want to become. And the identity basically may mean the way they talk to themselves, the way they see themselves, the way they feel about themselves and the stories that they tell themselves. We're creators and the world needs us to step up and to be full of our potential. And we are here to evolve and learn the lessons of life. So remember that. Let's do it together. Okay, that's it for this module. And I'll see you on the Q&A. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.